Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. This is one of those stories sent to me by everybody, and this may be the weirdest thing we've heard being stolen. Now, it looks like it might not have been stolen in the sense that someone took it because they wanted it. Uh, there's something else clearly going on here, but the weird part here is utter shock. Woman comes home to find her driveway stolen. Her driveway was gone. It was there before. It's not there now. Where did it go? Someone took it. And yes, that's a weird, weird situation. Nick Papantonis wrote this for WFTV. Of course, this is out of Florida. In a season when most of us worry about porch pirates stealing packages, a Florida woman came home to a stunning sight. While she was at work, someone stole her driveway. Now, the driveway was made of concrete, and somebody apparently busted it up and loaded it up and hauled it away. And all that's left now is a nice dirt area where the concrete used to be. She said, my driveway is gone. And she's not exaggerating. What used to be a concrete slab outside of her house now a patch of dirt that she didn't ask for. And, of course, that's going to be a pain to park your vehicle in if it gets wet, gets muddy, all that stuff. Someone took her driveway as she was trying to get ready for Christmas. She said it all started when she put her home up for sale. And that may be something that triggered a chain of events here, which we'll talk about in a second. And then she noticed contractors coming by measuring her driveway. But she was not around when this happened. Other people told her about it. Her son said he saw people come by and measure the driveway, but then they came by and they left. So what's going on? Who knows? She has since contacted law enforcement. Her doorbell camera captured a bulldozer tearing out the concrete and hauling it away. I've never seen this before. I've never had this happen myself or anyone in our office, said the real estate agent who's working on this case, apparently trying to sell the house to the woman, I think. Uh, She posts about the situation online and believes that she's the victim of a scam, referring to her client. But neither woman knows what the scam is. Now, I've heard one possible explanation. We'll get that in a second. I read a whole bunch of articles about this. Uh, So the realtor says, I had multiple people come forward saying that they've seen things like this happen, whether it be driveways, roofs, or painting. So it happens more often than we actually see. Uh, Authorities said they're investigating, but now the woman says she needs additional help. She had just replaced the roof and made other investments to bring the house up to what she wanted to do to sell it. And now it turns out she might need another $10,000 to fix the damage that somebody did when they stole her driveway. She doesn't fix the driveway and sell the home in the next two weeks. She'll lose out on the home she's under contract to buy right now. And so that's a timely situation she's got herself into. No one's going to buy this. This brings down the property now, and that just messes it up for me and my family, she said. The family did set up a GoFundMe account to raise money, and I believe a local radio station, or I think it was a radio station, uh, had an advertiser that did concrete work that stepped up and said, hey, we'll take care of this for you. Don't worry about it. I believe that's what happened. At least one of the stories I read said that. The question is then, what is the scam here? How, how does the scam work? How does somebody profit from ripping out somebody else's driveway? And I saw several places speculating, and one news outlet actually spoke to a contractor who said, I think I know what the scam is. And it's a variation on a scam. It's been going around for a while, pretty much uh, got out of control when the internet came along. But it did exist before that. But imagine that you've got something to sell, something odd. You want to sell this bookcase right here, okay? Assume this is your bookcase. (laughs) Assume it's mine. But you've got this bookcase. You want to sell that bookcase. I got two of them, by the way. And uh, you, you put an ad in Facebook Marketplace, and you go, bookcase for sale. And they take a bunch of photographs of the bookcase, put it on there. Like, I want, I want, I want $1,000 for my bookcase. 
So somebody calls you up and says, uh, you still got that bookcase for sale? I'm looking for one just like it. Oh, yes. Now, I live uh, far, far away, far away from where, wherever you are, I'm far away from it. And so here's the deal. I'm going to have somebody come by and pick that up. And it's going to cost, I think, $100 to have it picked up. And you said you want $1,000 for it? Okay, so I'll send you a check for $1,100. And all I need you to do is have it ready to put it on the truck when the truck shows up, okay? You say, great. And then I send you a check for $1,500. And when you get the check, you call me. You go, hey, uh, $1,000 for the bookcase, $100 for the truck. You accidentally sent me $1,500. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know how I did that. Unfortunately, you know something, uh, my father died, uh, my dog got run over by a reindeer, whatever it might be. Uh, I, I, I've had, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not all there right now. Um, can you just send me a check for 400 bucks and um, still when the thing comes, just put it on the truck and you know, pay the truck driver the 100 bucks? And, and if you foolishly say yes and you send me a check for 400 bucks, the only thing real in that transaction is the check you sent me. Because I sent you a fake check, you know, bogus check. There is no truck coming for the thing, and it doesn't matter what it is. And I've heard of people who got ripped off like this. I've also heard of people who almost got ripped off like this. And so what the speculation here is that somebody looks for houses that are for sale, either because they're hoping the houses are not occupied or that because of all the extra activity happening around them won't arouse suspicion. And so I am, I'm the bad guy in this scenario. I'm the bad guy and I'm looking for houses for sale, I find a house for sale, uh, I, I contact a local contractor. And I say, hey, um, I'm getting ready to sell my house. Um, I need a new driveway. How much is it going to cost me? They go, where is it? I give them the address. They drive by, they look at it. So you drive by, you, you me- measure it and stuff, and you, and you call me, you go, dude, that's going to be a, a $10,000 driveway. And I say, oh, not a problem. Not a problem. In fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a check right now for $10,000 and get you started. Okay? I accidentally send you a check for $12,000. And when you get the check for $12,000, even if you don't call me, I'll call you and go, hey, I think I accidentally wrote you a check for $12,000. Did I do that? Oh, my gosh. You know, my uncle died. My cat died. Actually, my dog killed my cat. Then my dog died. Uh, I'm surrounded by just a web of tragedy, and I accidentally sent you a check in the wrong amount. Can you send me a check back for the difference? And so it's possible that the person who tore the driveway out actually thought that they were doing a legitimate job for somebody. Now, obviously, if that's the case, all kinds of mistakes were still made. Because who would go to a house and tear out a driveway without at least once walking up and knocking on the door to see who's home. And did nobody really see the names on the trucks that were there? I mean, her security camera saw the truck, the vehicle coming in and scooping stuff out, a piece of construction equipment, a bulldozer, but didn't see anything else like the names on the side of a truck or something. And so it seems really strange to me that a contractor would do a job like this without ever meeting somebody face-to-face. And so I do wonder about that. And some people are going to say, but Steve, what's the legal implication here? Because let's, let's just break this down to its most basic, bare-bones facts. You have a house, and someone shows up and tears out your driveway without your permission. 
Well, that's that's all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, the destruction of private property, it's not yours. Uh, your state's probably going to have a statute on point saying you can't destroy stuff that belongs to other people. Um, they might consider it a form of conversion, depending on what you do with what you destroy. Um, and so obviously, uh, it would be a crime. Uh, if it wasn't, it would happen more often. <laughs> and um, it would also be something you can sue someone for. Obviously, they came over to your place and they caused all kinds of damage. You can sue them for that. So there are laws that were broken. So whoever did this, assuming that they honestly thought they had a job to do, and now they discovered they don't, that's probably why they have not reared their head yet and said, oh, by the way, that was me. I, I spoke to a guy on the phone who overpaid me $2,000, and now I'm out $2,000 and I tore up someone's driveway. But <clears throat> that's the crazy part, is that nobody got the name off of any of the vehicles that did this. I'm not sure how long it would take. I, I, I was looking at the driveway. It didn't look terribly long. I'm guessing 40, 50 feet maybe. And so somebody who is working hard and fast with a bulldozer might be able to tear that up and get it taken out of there pretty quickly, pretty quickly. But that's the scary part. But it does sound like she's been taken care of. Like I said, there's a GoFundMe, but there's also a radio station that had a sponsor that does driveways that stepped up and said, we'll take care of her because this is the kind of thing that shouldn't happen to anybody. But this is something you need to be aware of, is that if you are ever advertising goods or services for sale and someone you don't meet face-to-face offers to pay you for something, you've got to be careful. Because I'm telling you right now, for a while, it was widespread that people were doing this to attorneys. And I actually had someone pitch me this last week. And what they do is they contact attorneys, and it's always a really, really ramshackle-looking email. And it says things like, Hi, do you do contract legal work in your area? Please respond if interested. And if you write back and says, Yes, I do do legal work in my area. Why? They go, Oh. And then they very quickly look up to see where you are. They go through the equivalent of Yellow Pages. They find a business near you. And they go, oh, well, there's this business that owes us uh, $100,000. We'll do this on a contingency. You can keep a third, and we'll send you the contracts. If you say yes to that, they will send over some dummied-up contracts, because I've, I've done this before. And uh, they'll send you the dummied-up contracts, and they just made this stuff up. They don't have a contract with these people over here. They just yanked that name out of thin air. And then what will happen is a day or two later, before you've done any work, a check will magically appear at your office in the amount that these people claim they're owed. So they say these people owe them $100,000. Next thing you know, FedEx shows up with a check for $100,000 made out to the attorney. And I've done that before too. I've actually gotten the check. And the problem, of course, is the check is no good. The check didn't come from these people. The check I got was FedEx from Montreal, supposedly for a little company that was 100 yards down the street from my office. But the check is no good. And what they want you to do is put it in your trust account and cut them a check for two-thirds and say, you get to keep one-third. And most attorneys go, well, it's the easiest money ever made, $33,000, and all I did was think about filing a lawsuit? (laughs) The check is no good. And I remember a few years ago, the ABA Journal did a whole story on this, about how many attorneys had fallen into this. And um, less than a year ago, I was at a big event, shall we say, 
where there are a lot of friends and family sitting around, and I got introduced to somebody, a friend of a friend, who's an attorney who works at a law firm that I've heard of. And we were just talking about things in general and what's happening in the world and how business is. And the guy said, well, we've run into a little bit of financial trouble at the firm. I said, what's that? And he goes, well, one of the partners fell for this scam where they were contacted via email. And then someone sent them a check. And they actually paid out the two-thirds without waiting for the main check to clear. Which, by the way, is a very serious issue with respect to trust accounts. Because by writing a bad check out of the trust account, you're also causing other problems. But I won't even go there. The point simply is this that this scam has been around for eons. It morphs over time. And a few years ago, I remember the first few things I got, they were so poorly written. Do you handle a contract case in your area and or region? Exclamation mark. That I'm looking at going, okay, this can't be real. And then I later figured out what the scam was. And so I actually never signed a retainer agreement with anybody who contacted me. But for a brief period of time, I would do everything I could that was not unethical to waste these people's time because at least they're not wasting someone else's time. And at one point, I had two or three checks sent to me that were just counterfeit. And one of them I kept. It's like $300,000. But another one I actually turned over to the bank that it was supposedly drawn on. And they said, you have no idea how many of these we hear about. We get these all the time. People call us, I just got this check. Is this any good? No, it's not. So I sent it to them. I don't know if they followed up on it or not. But they were all being FedExed from Canada. So (laughs) that might be what was happening here. We don't know. We don't know. But the woman was in utter shock because someone stole her driveway while she was out preparing for Christmas. Nick Papantonis wrote this for WFTV, reported everywhere, and sent to me by everyone. Thank you very much. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. All I ask is the chance to prove that money can't make me happy.